Well, I hope you're having a great day, folks. Um, I'm in Quebec today, and it is a wintry mixed last night. Uh, it's November, and where I'm from, there's no snow. <laughs> uh, and across the table for me is Brother Coates. Hello, everyone. Yeah, we're so glad to have the opportunity to sit down with him and chat a little bit, enjoy some hospitality. Had some good chicken ribs just a moment ago. and uh, But I thought I'd sit down with uh, Brother Coates and just you know, ask some questions. Uh, and our stories are important. Wherever you're from, your story is important. So with every story, it has a beginning. So where's yours begin? Well, I am a local Canadian boy. Praise the Lord for that. Mm-hmm. I uh, love Canada. I grew yeah. up in the uh, in the west coast of Canada. Uh, when I went to college, I told people Vancouver because no one knows where Alder Grove is. <laughs> but uh, if you're somewhat familiar with uh, with Canada or BC, it's a town of Alder Grove. It's about 40 minutes outside of uh, Vancouver. Okay. Um, more familiar towns might be Langley and Abbotsford. Mm. So in that area um and uh born grew up there uh, my uncle uh, brother brian Teeson, actually right. started the church that i'm from okay uh, victory baptist church in bc so yeah i was born and raised there and uh, born to a christian family which i praise the lord for amen uh, definitely did not appreciate that enough growing up and mm. uh, just in life now especially being a father now I definitely appreciate yeah. being in a christian christian family that's and, right uh, from where and, I was born and raised, it was probably all within a five-kilometer range. Never really moved much outside of uh, wow. Alder Grove until moving out to Quebec. That's, and that is like a big move. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. From one range to the other almost. But uh, the idea that, okay, so you grew up in a Christian home on the West Coast, you know, pretty stable family. Praise the Lord for that. A lot, a lot of people would love Amen. to have that testimony. Yes, sir. Um, how, how did you come to know the Lord? Like, what was the circumstances that led to you to understand, hey, I'm, I'm lost? Mm-hmm. Like, what's that about? Well, I was uh, saved when I was five. My mom okay. led me to the Lord. And um, really, to answer the question of what led me to that, I remember when I was at, I think it was in Kelowna, at People's Baptist Church. I'm not for sure, but I okay. think it was there. So I would have been four or five. And in the nursery or Sunday school, probably was Sunday school, they had a project where you would draw a heart and... From what I remember being that age, you would fill it in completely red if you were saved, if you'd been washed by the blood, okay. and you'd have a bunch of black X's in it okay. if you weren't. And I remember just starting filling mine in red. And I think they asked, well, have you accepted Christ? And I, I seem to remember saying, well, no, well, then you need X's on yours. Okay. And um, really, I, it's one of those things that sometimes when I tell my testimony, I forget about that because it was so so long ago. Yeah. But I do remember that. And uh, I was homeschooled, another thing I you know praise the Lord for. And yeah. When I was five, one morning before we started school, would have been kindergarten, I'm assuming, at that age, my mom would do devotions with us very briefly. We'd sit on our little chairs in the living room. Yeah. She was a pastor for one day and gave an invitation. <laughs> she asked uh, for, to raise her hand if we wanted to be saved. And I remember raising my hand. She took me back to my room and, and led me to the Lord. And wow. Assurance is one thing that I know a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. And for me... Uh, I did get assurance of my salvation at Camp Yes in, okay. in uh, uh, BC. Well, it takes place in Washington, but in yeah. BC at the age of 13 in 2009. But okay. I do believe I was saved when I was five. You yeah. know, I couldn't tell you the day. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what I said, but I remember the experience. I remember the joy I had in my heart as a five-year-old mm. and witnessing to friends. And even even at, as young as six and seven, wanting to be a missionary, really feeling that's what the mm. Lord had for me. And as I grew and learned about assurance of salvation, I know it's not a, necessarily a moment or a prayer. It's sitting right now saying, you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God mm. and died for you and you're trusting in Him. And I know I believe that. Yeah. And so I know I'm saved and 
Praise the Lord that I accepted him at a young age. Yeah, that's that's really <clears throat> life changing. And uh, I'll be honest, I can't remember anything when I'm five. <laughs> it's a blur, but I mean, it's very vivid for you. You remember those events and what took place, and uh, that's wonderful. It's marvelous. So then, at, as you just alluded to, five, ask the Lord as your savior. Six and seven. You're having this desire already to, to get into missions. That that's pretty mm-hmm. phenomenal. Yeah, like mm-hmm. how, like is that? Do you think from your family influence, your church influence? I mean, other than the Lord, yeah. <laughs> you know, I know it was ultimately the Lord. I do remember <clears throat> at one point. I think I don't think it was a missions conference in our church, but I think it was. We had. Uh, I remember it was Pastor Russell Mackay, okay, preaching, and I, I don't know why or the circumstances, but I do remember for some reason when he was preaching. It, I had the thought I wanted to preach. Mm. Um, and I don't remember much how it developed other than just always having that desire. I would imagine it. Uh, growing up, we would do paper roots. And yep. sometimes I have an over-imaginative brain. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just imagine myself preaching. And I would preach sermons in my head out delivering papers. It's pretty crazy looking back at it now, but it's just something I, I felt I always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember how old I was or when it was, but we had a missions conference in our church. Yep. And... Somewhere along the line, the preacher turned to Isaiah 6, 8, and I just zoned up for the message and focused on that verse, and the Lord very clearly used that in my life to be, okay, that's that's the confirmation. Now, I don't believe everyone needs a, a Bible no, verse, you know, right? but for me, that was just something that the Lord at a young age was very yeah. uh, clearly confirming in my heart. He wanted me to uh, to be in missions, and I just praise the Lord that he kept me here in Canada, because I know there's there's such a need right. here in our country. That's pretty neat. To, that, I mean, I, and I know what you're talking about with the verse that there's some guys that have that verse, but it's just a neat confirmation for your own Amen. heart yes. as you yeah. minister going forward. So you you have that in your heart. You know that's what the Lord has for you. You're growing up teen years. You're going to camp. Yes, mm-hmm. you know I'm yep. sure lots of great encouragement. Your own church family, mm-hmm. and I know your family. You know they're encouraging to serve the Lord. Yep. So. You finish high school, and then you know, you're going to get some more training, right? Mm-hmm. And where'd you end up going? I went to West Coast Baptist College in yeah. Lancaster, California. Yes. And really, that whole experience of which college I went to, I would not have time to tell the whole story no. <laughs> because it actually led to a four-part message that, <laughs> that uh, just in some study the Lord led me on understanding the will of the Lord. But the, the base of it was I remember that the, really the two colleges I knew about was West Coast and Faithway. Right. Um, I didn't really know about Crown College or Ambassador or even Golden State. Right. Because the churches in the Vancouver area seemed to be Faithway or West Coast. Right. And I remember my mom just saying to me that, you know, well, you just, you have to have peace about it. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, that has become fundamental in my life and understanding the will of the Lord is God will give you peace. Yeah. Now, on that note, I found sometimes he doesn't give you the peace until you surrender to it. Yes. That's another story. But I just would, would think about it, and I had peace about, you know what? I, I can go to West Coast, and I have peace that that's right. what the Lord has. And there were there were times that the Lord led me, if you will, in a detour. Yes. I almost was going to transfer to a different college. And, that again, that's a long story that led to a four-part message. But, um, you know, knowing I wanted to be in the ministry, Bible college was kind of a no-brainer for me. It wasn't a hard decision. Right. Um, the hardest decision was knowing where, but just trusting God will give peace to guide in his will. Yeah. And um, I did wait a year after high school um, mm-hmm. just to be a little older, to be able to work, save money. Yeah. Because the exchange rate and not being able to work in the States. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I think with, with the jobs I was able to have, good paying jobs and RESP waiting year, I think I had a little over 20000 saved up. But that was gone in a year and a half of yeah. school. <laughs> 
But wow, uh, well, it's good for you. You saved that much, that's for sure. But it's so it's a training process. You, I guess four years. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, okay. yes, sir. I actually finished in three and a half. Okay, um, because I had had some. I well, I got one class worth of credits from a local school in BC before going on the West Coast, so that was able to transfer. I did one summer of ministry with Neighborhood Bible Time, which gave me some credits. Okay, and then just taking sometimes 19, 20 credits a semester was able to. Uh, get up a lot one summer actually one semester I sat out a semester essentially to come back and work some more but I took French classes to be able to sub for Greek three and four because you know it's Greek and of course coming to Quebec I was able to take some French so got credits from that and then through that basically did four years and three and a half years okay so we probably should back up the train a little bit here (laughs) how how do we get to Quebec like what what was the leading like Vancouver area, Alder Grove, right, mm-hmm. is a long ways from Quebec. Mm-hmm. Like, how did that yeah. transpire? Yeah. Well, one thing would be that, I, I can't remember when, I think it was my early teen years, that I really started to consider Canada, to feel the Lord was leading mm-hmm. me to Canada. And it wasn't really a, a verse, of course, but sometimes I looked at Isaiah 6, 8, where the Lord said, go and tell this people. And I'm like, huh, is this the Lord saying this people is Canada? And, you know, I didn't go too far. Yeah. That. But I just had a heart for Canada. And one of the big things was, you know, seeing so many missionaries going around the world. And we, we praise the Lord for that. Obviously, we need missionaries around the world everywhere. Yeah. And I think, I don't want to say the Philippines was a big one, but for some reason, the Philippines stuck out as, you know, hearing great things in the Philippines and missionaries are going and people are open. And I'm like, right. well, who's staying in Canada mm-hmm. and if we don't how can we keep sending the missionaries yeah. if there's no one this you know that happened in, in England yeah we look at the history of England and but um so that so there was that but then because I took French in school from grade five to grade 11 and there were some men in my church that spoke French so I had practice I had an interest in French and being homeschooled I had um credits that the, the school board we were with would give us to go on a short-term mission trip after graduation through being on the honor roll saying memory verses so I had essentially a full missions trip worth of money saved up through that and my okay. work paid for half of a missions trip so being knowing i was going into missions having you know credits that can only be used for missions conferences you know okay we'll, we'll go on a missions missions trip and yeah because i took uh seven years of french i was like yeah let's go to quebec you know that's interesting i, I didn't really have a distinct desire to serve in quebec right and the um, I stayed with uh, Pastor Olivier for a week and Pastor Guillaume Wa in Quebec City for about two weeks when i first met Pastor Wa he asked, oh, do you, do you feel led to be, you know, a missionary to Quebec? And I was like, well, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, French was fresh out, of, fresh out of high school. Preaching three times a week was a daunting thought. Yeah. Adding French to that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> goodness, I don't know about that. Yeah. So that's what led me to go on a mission trip. But just through that trip, the Lord placed a burden on my heart. Mm. Um, it's one of those things that you, it's hard to pinpoint what it is other than just sitting on the airplane like, man i'm leaving this is i didn't want to leave right um you just fell in love with quebec mm. so that was 2014 and so that was right after high school and since i was waiting a year to go to college actually the next summer in 2015 i went on a second mission trip to quebec oh, okay yeah. i'd been praying about it i'd been feeling i know you don't want to jump on something yeah you, you got to pray about it. you got to get counsel but i wanted to to confirm so i went on a second mission trip which honestly Sometimes saying it seems interesting. I went on two missions trips in two years to my own country. <laughs> you know, most people go to Africa or yeah, whatever. But, right. but uh, I, was, I think the first three days or whatever of that mission trip that the Lord confirmed. And a lot of that was the whole thing about 
how the Lord led me to Bible college, I applied those same principles of understanding the will of God and just mm-hmm. God opened up so much about understanding. And that's where, you know, I had a, a message I was actually able to preach. And the first time I preached was 100% in French, which wow. was amazing on that mission trip. And it was about understanding the will of God. And I think two days before I preached it in Quebec, I had, you have the attitude of your faith and you have the action of faith. And that was the message. And then when I surrendered was the answer of faith. Mm. That when you feel, when everything's pointing you know, when you, when you have the Lord pulling on your heart, if you will, and the yeah. evidence and, you know, I was praying like, Lord, I want you to confirm this. And God kind of stopped me in my tracks. And he said, do you have the desire to do it? Do you want to do it? Do you feel like I'm leading you? I'm like, yes. Just commit to it. Yeah. So in the Wall's basement, I got down on my knees and I said, Lord, I'll be a missionary to Quebec. And I mm-hmm. still remember the instant and complete peace yeah. that came over me that that was the will of God. Yeah. And I knew, okay, the answer of faith. Yeah. And that's... That's how the Lord used it, and it's just amazing looking back now being here. Yes. You know, we're, we're living in Quebec. I'm, I'm legally a Quebec resident. It's just yeah. amazing looking back at what God's done. Wow. So that happens just prior to going to Bible college? Two fin- weeks before, yes, Two? sir. Wow. Yeah. I, I got home from my mission trip. I was home for a week, and I got back on a plane to go to California. Wow. So, which is unique because going to Bible college with the assurance of in your heart that this is what God is leading you to do gives you a different perspective mm. than just showing up like i really don't know what i'm absolutely. doing absolutely so it makes you a lot more apply to your studies for sure absorb absorb every bit of information you can get from every avenue because this is where i'm going absolutely i yeah. mean that that makes that whole college experience different so when you're in bible college you find a beautiful bride Amen. who is yes, willing to go to quebec oh with you. man that was that was the lord um man i mean even even that, and it was amazing. I never have time for the whole story, but even the the detour the Lord brought me on. In okay, do I do I switch to this college in BC? Do I stay at West Coast? The Lord even used that to lead me to my wife, mm. and mostly because since I thought I was going to be transferring to a college back in Canada, I thought, oh, I don't need to look for a girlfriend or you know, I was mm. homeschooled. Being around girls was new to me. The <laughs> fact that I'm at college, I'm away from home, I could go on a date. Wow, you know. <laughs> But I was like, no, you know, I'm going back to Canada. The Lord will have a Canadian girl for me. So I wasn't, but then the fact that I got, to, the Lord brought me to a piece about that, about, you know what, I'm not going to worry about it. There's a couple girls that I wasn't interested in, but just like, oh, wow, I talked to this person. And should I, I'm like, you know, just like, what are you doing? You're moving back to Canada. Don't stop it. And then Elizabeth came into my life and I'm like, Lord, I, I told you I'm not going to worry about it. So if this is me, mm. get her out of my life, get her out of my mind and. Lord brought us together because we just, you know, trusted in the Lord. And mm. um, she was a senior; I was a freshman. So, I mean, clearly the Lord, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because uh, and just seeing how the Lord just just grew us in yeah. that, and uh, praise uh, the Lord for that. Amen. So, get married and things. Uh, move back to Canada after mm-hmm. you're all done Bible college. Yes, you, how long were you back in Canada before you, you start transitioning to come to Quebec? Was there a bit mm-hmm. of time in there? Mm-hmm. So, I graduated in May of 2019. Which is crazy to think it's almost well, it's two and a half years ago yeah, now. Yeah. But um, because I was a BC resident, it was a lot easier for my wife to immigrate to BC than okay. to Quebec. Quebec has its own set of immigration rules. Oh. Um, which is, I, I don't even know all the, the details, but compared to the rest of Canada, they have different requirements, French being one of them. Yeah. And so since I was from BC, it was a lot easier to get her into Canada through BC. Oh, okay. Which went very quick although i heard about you know oh it can take 12 to 18 months from 
the day we sent in paperwork to the day she was a permanent resident of Canada was like six months. Oh, wow. Which was absolutely incredible. That is quick. Um, and then once she's in Canada, you know, you can move anywhere in Canada. Yes. So we knew um, I didn't have a student loan, but I took out a student line of credit to help me with school. So we came back to BC so I could work a job, get financially stable, um, get her in Canada. Mm-hmm. And then we would, you know, transfer to Quebec and things developed along the way would we just go to Quebec and get settled would we do deputation or as Baptist Missions of Forgotten Peoples calls it pre-field ministry and uh, would we do that would we raise support would I get a job and that went flip-flop a couple times yeah. not sure what the Lord would have but um, so we got there in May 2019 um, got settled got our immigration and then we started pre-field ministry it would have been in September of 2020 mm. in the middle of COVID Pandemic, great time to start deputation. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> the Lord works in mysterious ways, but I think it's amazing to see how God's used it yeah. in every way. Yeah. So you started up, obviously you weren't you haven't traveled as much. You've been mm-hmm. doing lots of virtual mm-hmm. meetings, yes, which you've yes, done sir. for our church, uh, yes, Legacy. Sir. Uh, and you're raising support. The Lord's blessed. You're seeing Amen. it come in. Amen. Yes, uh, but you did make the move yes, to sir. Quebec. That's yes, where sir. I am sitting in the beautiful little town of, you're going to have to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> It is gorgeous. You need to come here and check it out. I, <laughs> I've been blown away by how be- beautiful this town is. And it's about 20-odd minutes from mm-hmm. uh, Brother Waugh's church. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And uh, he's helping out in that area there. You're here. You're still raising funds. You're learning French. All very vital. And it's pretty cool that you're becoming part of the community here. Mm-hmm. And it's really immersing you in that French culture mm-hmm. and yes, language. Yep. So what... what where, where is this headed? Like, where, where are you? You're here, but mm-hmm. where are you going here? Mm-hmm. Well, so I mentioned we started in September of 2020. And that was a bit of a delay, too, because we decided to join Baptist Missions to Forgotten Peoples as our mission board. And mm-hmm. um, again, one of those things that, okay, there's so many mission boards. Yeah. There's so many colleges. But once you make a decision, you know that, man, that's what God had for us. And right. It is a missions family. They, they refer to it as a missions family, not a missions board. And yeah. It, it certainly is. And we're very thankful to be a part of this family. Yeah. But uh, with the pandemic that, that started, we were supposed to go to Florida for candidate training in June. Mm. And that was on hold. We weren't even sure if we could. So that delayed my preparation of prayer cards and ministry presentations. Um, So long story short, that pushed our travels back to start in September, which we started locally while I was still working my job in BC. So we would travel to, uh, there's a lot of churches in the Vancouver area. So we traveled to those churches. We got to travel to the interior a bit. Uh, Got some support that way. And then when November came and BC shut down, we had some meetings get canceled or postponed we really had to start uh well uh, second um well not second guessing but just rethinking things yeah because we were starting to schedule a full meeting in alberta and saskatchewan for march and april i had quit my job we were leaving our apartment so we needed something to do we, we couldn't just you know be homeless obviously yeah. we had our uh, our daughter at the time yeah. who was getting close to a year old then uh in the new year and so we were hoping to go forward with our with our travels, and we kind of threw around the idea, well, what if we just move to Quebec and wait out the pandemic? Because if if churches shut down, whether voluntarily or not, whatever yeah. the case may be, and if our meetings get canceled, we have no travel schedule, I have no job, we have no home. Yeah. We, we need to have a plan B. Whatever happens, we need a plan B. Yeah. So we started talking more seriously. Well, what if we just go to Quebec because I'm Canadian. If I if I have to get a job, yeah. I could work in Quebec. That's right. If we have to settle somewhere, 
might as well do it in Quebec because it's literally no different in Quebec than in BC mm. in regards to you know work and living somewhere. Mm. So we got advice from our pastor, from the pastor we'd be working with in Quebec, from our mission board, mm-hmm. and started looking into that, and then found out we were expecting our second child, and started really considering more. Well, we really need to, yeah. uh, and I won't go into all the details, but just through um, the, the health care we would have needed through midwife, situations was really pointing to you know transferring to, to Quebec, and same thing for college, for committing to Quebec, for mission board. You just have to realize the Lord's leading and yeah. seek counsel and just commit to it. Yeah. And so we, we committed to that. Uh, praise the Lord. We got to keep our schedule in March and April. So we traveled for two months. Um, had at least a church every Sunday, if not two churches on a Sunday sometimes. A very full schedule. Mm-hmm. Came back to BC for some family things and then moved to Quebec in June wow. of, of 2021. And... When we found out, of course, that uh, it was not one baby but two, <laughs> you know, we were really thinking, yeah, probably would be detrimental to our family to be on the road, yeah. traveling with, you know. So we need to be settled, and just the fact that the Lord used even even COVID, you know, bad circumstances, however you look at it, God used those circumstances to get us to Quebec a year sooner than we hoped to. Mm. You know, once our once our deputation travels prefield ministry got pushed back because we couldn't go to Canada training, we're like, well, if we are able to get into the states and travel here, you know, maybe we'll get our full support and get to Quebec by July 2022. You know, let, let's pray about that. Let's yeah. see if we can get to Quebec by July 2022. Things took a turn in our eyes for the worse, and the Lord used that to get us here in July 2021, which yeah. is amazing how yeah. God did that. Yeah. So we uh, moved into our place on July 1st. Is is unofficial national moving day in quebec all <laughs> leases tend to start and end on july 1st so <laughs> didn't really get canada day this year but yeah we celebrated it our own way moving in and yeah it's it's still just incredible to think we're here in quebec yeah and just seeing how god brought us here right and so you're here and, and your french is for me I'm, i i hardly know poutine that's about all i know but <laughs> at any rate uh it's very good but you still have as you as we've talked today before the podcast and you you got still a lot of learning to do yet with French mm-hmm. that you want to accomplish. Yes, sir. So how like how long do you think that's going to take? Um, if you ask me, a couple of years. If you ask people here, they think sooner. Yeah. <laughs> um, even just since being here, I haven't been able to focus on learning because with the pregnancy and now the birth of our twins, I've been pretty much doing everything else, which yeah. I praise the Lord I can do. You know, I praise the Lord I don't have a job, you know. I imagine if I was working a job, my wife was left with all three kids. So I just praise the Lord we have the, enough support that we're here with that. Yeah. Uh, but even though I haven't been able to focus on French, just being immersed in it, listening to services in, in church has really improved my uh, my understanding, my comprehension of French. Right. So we're hoping that uh, in the new year I can start some more in-depth uh, study. And yeah. probably within a year I should be pretty fluent if i get some more in-depth study right um we do have 53 percent support right now and so in the spring we are also hoping to continue our pre-field ministry uh get back on the road uh get to un- we finished the, the nice thing about moving here is we finished all our western canada meetings there's oh. really not any churches that we you know all the churches we would have gone to we, we went to okay pretty much up to saskatchewan manitoba okay so now that we're in quebec to be able to go to ontario is you know really feasible to do one or two yep. months Travel. So the next couple of months for us is really going to be more intense French study, um, scheduling meetings in Ontario. Obviously, work redoing our prayer cards, mm-hmm. redoing our missions video, redoing our display table. Right. Um, so focusing on that, getting French moving forward, and once we get our support, 
uh, will be interning here with Pastor Hua. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully by then we'll be pretty good at French and yeah. be able to just get some ministry experience under our belt before seeing where the Lord has us to go from there. Right, and that's so final to be part of a local church mm -hmm. uh, and getting your feet wet mm -hmm. in this in this culture because it's different. Yes, sir. Yes. It's different from BC. It's different from Ontario. Uh, and the people here need Christ just like everywhere else Amen. does. Yep. So you get that time uh, under that local church, under that authority, just growing, understanding. And then launching forward, you're really praying about what? What? Do you, anything on your heart? Like what? I mean, I know you don't like not know, mm -hmm. but what? What's, what's your thinking on it? Like, hmm. Uh, I feel like that has definitely changed over the past uh, year or so, just with the circumstances. Um, I felt perhaps the Lord would have us to take over a church that's without a pastor. There's, I mean, across all of Canada, there's many churches mm -hmm. without a pastor. Um, we, on our pre-field ministry, we came across two churches that were without a pastor. And I praise the Lord, we could be a blessing to them in that. But I think there's at least three, if not four now, churches in Quebec without a pastor. Mm. So our original thought, not confirmed, but was that perhaps the Lord would have us once... We got our, um, you know, training, yeah. learned the culture, the language, learned the ministry to not be a novice, obviously, yeah. to go to pastor a church in need. Now, that may still be what the Lord has. I, I would love to do that, but I don't know how things will change because of COVID, you know, and mm. non-specifically, you know, obviously not to get into any of the issues in yeah. our world today, but just, right. you know, it's, it's changed the, um, the situations, obviously. So... There's a chance the Lord would have us to start a church. Yeah. Um, as, you know, th there's a need both ways. Yeah. I've, I've heard people saying, you know, starting a church while passing over the churches that don't have a pastor is like, you know, passing over an orphan to have a baby. You know, mm. and, and I really believe that that's true. So I think both are needed. Yeah. I can't do both. That's right. Um, before, my heart was to take over a church in need that's already established, mm -hmm. get it on its feet, and from there send natives yeah. to start churches. So. We don't really have any clear direction. Right. Um, wherever it is, I, I do pray you know, it would be to see more churches started one way or another. Absolutely. And and now that you're here and you're immersed in this culture and in with the churches that are here, mm -hmm. it'll give you a way better perspective on mm -hmm. where or when or what. Absolutely. If it is taking over a church yes, somewhere sir. else. Yes, sir. So that, that's pretty neat. So, I mean, we can definitely pray for you about that as yeah, you're looking you. forward to what might the Lord have. Do you have like... Um, a place that you can tell folks to kind of check you out online, your online presence. Can you give mm -hmm. us that information? We do actually have a YouTube channel. Um, we don't have a, a website. Wasn't able to do that. But we have a YouTube channel. If you search up Coats to Quebec, the, the number two in there, Coats to Quebec. Yeah. Uh, that's where our ministry presentation video is. Okay. And we actually did some travel videos while we were traveling on pre-field ministry. Something I had an idea to do because I bought a drone a while back. I'm kind of into photo and video and I got a good camera. So we kind of... If you want to call it a vlog, you know, we documented mm -hmm. our travels and uh, we actually used that as a way to have each pastor we were at um, present a prayer request so people could pray. So, I mean, if you want, check out those videos as okay. well as uh, there, there's so many churches across our country that have needs. And yeah. you'll see these videos of when we traveled last spring and you'll see a pastor share uh, a burden for them. And I mean, there's been prayer requests for revival, prayer mm -hmm. requests for uh, specific needs. And uh, the two churches that are praying for a pastor, you can check out our videos and pray for those churches. Right. Um, so that is a way on YouTube. Again, Coats to Quebec, get a little insight in our ministry. Right. Uh, we even did a video showing our move across the country, including wow. two flat trailer tires and 
you built trailer that almost blew apart in the wind but you, you can check out that and you'll see our place you'll see a drone shot of yeah. uh, as pastor was talking about in the beautiful area here you'll get to see a drone yeah. shot of that so uh yeah we have that there of course our email phone numbers on there if you'd like to contact us and right uh, we have our information there right uh, i got one more question but i do want to pass that along to folks who are listening you know this is this is uh the ministry can be very isolated mm. You can feel pretty pretty alone, and I'm glad you mentioned the YouTube channel and the phone number, the email. It, it doesn't take much to send an email to mm-hmm. say hello, and it can be a great source of encouragement as you are, you know, serving here in Quebec to know that someone in Manitoba, someone in the Northwest Territories, thought of you Amen. on this day and sent you a quick note. It, it makes an impact, absolutely. And so I would encourage all of us, no matter our age, to reach out to someone even today, encourage them along. Uh, my last question I have for you is, now you're a young man and, and you, the Lord has led you in amazing ways, it's, mm. in miraculous ways uh, to where you are today. What would you say to a, a young man, young lady, saved, they, they have the same kind of calling in life, maybe not to Quebec, but they know the Lord's calling them missions, but they're not quite ready for Bible college. I mean, they're maybe finishing, high, finishing off high school mm-hmm. or maybe they are in Bible college. What's some tips or some words of wisdom from your own experience that would really be an encouragement to them? Hey, stay at it. Hmm. Well, number one that has always come up, even when I've talked to young people in college, is be intentional. Hmm. Um, I saw so many guys in college that were kind of just not not intentional, kind of you know not sure what they were doing. Um, and then there'd be there'd be some guys who. They knew they wanted to serve the Lord, but they, they they didn't know exactly where. But they were they were eager, they were intentional to learn, and God was faithful to guide them. Mm. Um, if we knew the whole story, we probably wouldn't. You know, if I knew back in college that we'd be, I'd be quitting my job with one church supporting us, we'd be moving across the country in the middle of a pandemic with twins on the way. You mm. know, I'd probably be a little freaked out. But, <laughs> you know, we're we're not going to know everything. No. But if you're intentional to seek it, if if you're and that kind of is leading into that four-part message I talked about, about how the Lord, uh, you know, spoke to me and understanding the will of God and the whole Bible college thing is you got to have the right attitude. Mm. You, you got to be actively seeking. You got to be intentional. Um, so not sitting by on the couch yeah, at home. The illustration is often you can't steer the wheels of a car if you're not moving forward. Right. You know, so God's not going to tell you everything right now. Mm. Obviously, I'm here to learn French and learn ministry, and I have no idea what I'm doing after that. Yeah. And sometimes it sounds like, you know, sometimes people expect you to be too organized, and I don't want to say that in a bad way, but all right, what's your five goal, five year plan? Mm-hmm. Sit here and wait for the next step, and that's okay. <laughs> you know, it's okay to be there. I mean, we could look in the Bible of, of stories of people who were, you know, one, one of the things I, I used to think of is Elijah. Um, I had some Elijah moments thinking, Lord, what's going on with this world? You know, just. Mm-hmm. Come rapture us. You know, there's times where you're just waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, David was just waiting a lot. But yep. in, in that, we have the Psalms where he learned to wait on the Lord. He learned mm-hmm. to trust him. So so be intentional and be be ready to just stay where you're at. Yeah. Be faithful where you're at. God will guide you. Yeah. Um, I It's incredible seeing where we're at and thinking in those moments I was stressing out over which Bible college I was going to go to right and not in a bad way but to think oh am I ever going to you know get to college and here I am yeah you know I graduated I made it through and the Lord is faithful to get you through Mm. if you're faithful 
to do what he asks you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just plod along. Amen. Yeah. Just stay the course. Yeah. Uh, what God has shown you in the light is sure true in the darkness too. Yeah. Don't doubt it. Yeah. Just keep going. Just keep following. Yeah. And one of the things I've learned that I still need to learn all the time is enjoy where you're at. Mm. You know, there's there's times, you know, there's times, honestly, I feel a little, you know, here we are with probably close to 20 churches supporting us now. I'm not for sure. 53% support and ministry side is pretty, pretty low right now. Mm. You know, I, I haven't really been doing anything ministry because I've been so focused on family, but you know, just learning to, you know, enjoy where you're at. Don't, don't stress. You know, it, it's stressful having a 20 month old and newborn twins, <laughs> but I think the Lord's really teaching us to just, you know what? Sometimes you'll be in a moment where, you know, my mission, my, my prayer letters are not, here's the people I saw saved and here's the messages I preached. It's, I'm cooking. We had one church take us on and we're learning to sleep at night with twins. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. Um, and just learn to, learn to enjoy it because God will keep guiding you. Yeah. And enjoy it. I think, actually, I think there's someone out there that has a podcast enjoying the journey. Yeah. That's you right. Know, just, Lord has something for you. Yeah. Just keep with it. And it doesn't matter your age because yeah, you can be fifty and looking for the next thing. Obviously, not twins and twenty year, <laughs> uh, twenty month old. That's I'm glad I'm past that stage in my life. But it's just the idea of ministry. The Lord has us there for a specific reason, and it could be a lengthy amount of time or it could be a short amount of time. But enjoy the time that you're there. You know, mm-hmm. don't uh, don't be beating down the door to get to the next stage. The Amen. Lord has a plan. Yes. Yeah. You know, and it's pretty neat. It's amazing and. I've been able to sit down with Brother Coates for a couple hours now, had lunch together, and I really did appreciate the time with him. And I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, just to sit down and chat and hear his story, because we all have a story, and they're all important as we're serving Jesus Christ. So thank you for so much for coming on today. Amen. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, folks. Thanks for listening in. Have a great day.